0: Welcome to the Practice Podcast, conversations probing the nature of practice. I'm your host, Dave Firon. Practice is a way of being. This is a conversation with Kate Emery, who is being painter, a very good painter. Two years ago, I recorded a conversation with Kate Emery, being painter. The business leader, the founder of a business as well as a nonprofit organization, very very busy. I had no idea that she painted, and I was on her board of directors for the nonprofit. Well, recently it was clear that she is Kate Emery, the painter now, and and likely to be that for the duration, however long that may be. Consequently, we're going to have some wonderful paintings in the world uh, because of her commitment to this new practice that she's using to grow and develop herself. And with a concept of generosity, using proceeds from those sales to give to uh, her charities, the ones that matter to her the most. Quite a remarkable transformation. You'll find out what I mean right now. This is Kate Emery. Folks, it's a, it's always a pleasure to have any kind of conversation with Kate Emery, who's a, a neighbor uh, from here in Connecticut, uh, Colleague, when we were, I was serving on her board and uh, guest of my courses when I was teaching, and we just remarked before I started recording that Kate was one of the very first persons that I had the conversation with after Peter died two years ago. Kate, incredible how fast wow. time goes. And uh, reason I had Kate lined up is that Peter had asked Dave in this next. Um, conversation set that we we do. And he was really looking forward to it. Could we have a woman, preferably a CEO, uh, who has gone through all the hoops to become independent as a, a woman leader? And of course, right away, I'm listening, I'm going, Kate Emery. Kate Emery. Got it. Okay, Peter. She started her own company. She still chairs the company and all that. But that's the business, Kate. But we're going to focus on Kate, a new practitioner in another way. And that is Kate Emery, the artist, the oil painter, Is that correct, Kate?
1: That's correct, yes.
0: (laughs) So did you know that the other Kate that's now emerged and has been painting like crazy and beautifully, as I can see in the background, folks, and you can't, uh, was that Kate always around and you kind of finally said, okay, (laughs) time to play?
1: (laughs) Oh, great question. I think um, maybe it was always there, but I didn't know it. I think I grew up in a... Uh, a family, I like to, to describe my dad as living in his head. He was an engineer, he was a physics teacher, um, and life revolved around ideas and abstracts. And uh, he was not particularly aware of the physical world around him. Wow. And my mom was a social worker, and she lived in her heart. And she did not see the physical world, in terms of um, what somebody was wearing or um, what what their house looked like, but she was very aware of what was going on emotionally um, with people. So, growing up in that world, I, I wasn't sort of the the outside world didn't didn't illuminate for me until I met um what was to become my husband and we started gardening together and that sort of opened up my eyes to color and that kind of thing and then it was a um hop skip and a jump to to taking up painting and it was it was a delight once i sort of realized this whole new world opening up to me and that was uh 30 years or so ago, and um, and since then, it's just been a, a, a part-time thing. But as you say, very recently, now I can do it full-time.
0: I see in your painting, both heart and head, um, and not only the one that I can see on camera, folks, but uh, I know uh, how Kate is doing this differently, and I'm going to ask her to describe it in a moment. But Yes, she could sell these paintings and does, uh, but that's the head side. Okay, she's a businesswoman and she doesn't want to have her studio with 200 <laughs> paintings leaning against the wall. She'd like to move them out into the world to give other people pleasure. But the heart, I can almost, I knew your mom and I can almost feel what your mom would be saying when you told her, Well, mom, I'm going to also make sure that I've set this up in a way that Donations come along with the purchase. So, talk a little bit more about that idea. When did it come to you, and uh, how is it working?
1: Um, I love it. Uh, it came to me as so. What I do is um, last year I said uh, a, a third or more, um, but but this year I've decided on a half. Um, will half of proceeds that I receive from from paintings go to Uh, different charitable organizations. And I'm trying to establish, you know, what are the three priorities for me? So I think basic human needs um, is one, climate uh, change is another, uh, and then social enterprise, of course, is a a third. And so I want to um, have the money that comes in from painting be able to go out to support those kind of efforts in those uh in those areas and um so it may be an auction of a painting or it may be just somebody who really doesn't even know about that comes to the studio and buys something but by the end of the year um i'm i'm um squaring up and making sure that 50 uh has gone to to organizations and <sighs> Selfishly, in a in 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 one way of looking at it, is it was it was really helpful to me um, to feel good about what I was doing because here I am, you know, I've left the workaday world and now I am um, holed up in my studio doing something that just feels so awesome and luxurious and and sort of selfish, um, just painting and. Hey, if I can use it to, uh, you know, give a little bit back to the world, then then I don't have to feel so so selfish about it. So selfishly, it helped make me not feel. <laughs> <So> oh. <laughs> it's uh, you're right. It's my it's my mom. It's my uh, my Puritan background. I don't, it's probably a lot of different things, but it's uh, but it makes it wonderful.
0: I was going to throw in the Puritan part. I I I resonated. My DNA was just tinkling and going. Oh yes, I understand that, Kate. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I come from that same uh, stream of, uh, you know, don't either. Don't get a big head, or you know, if you get a dollar, make sure you give fifty away and save the other half. You know, I was (laughs) like, oh my god, when do we have fun? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) But we we did, and uh, and also it's interesting that your last point that. You want to do the work that you love, but you also want it to go out and benefit others is just in line with what we created when we fostered social enterprise.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Persons would come to reset Connecticut Social Enterprise Trust and they'd say, I have a real passion for feeding, you know, feeding people in Hartford. Uh, I have I don't have any money, but I have an idea that I could raise some money and pay my bills and give some and there we are you're doing yep. it right now
1: <laughs> yes yeah Yep. Yeah. no i think it is a, a a very similar uh i mean it comes from the comes from the same place in the heart and the head
0: see when peter vale and i collaborated to get going on what's become sort of my passion it is my passion actually uh creating a similar kind of picture word portraits if you will the podcast and the book which is digital and it's going to be ever ever mutable in the best sense of mutations uh i i was intrigued with the idea that as he and i were both sort of intellectuals small eyes he was a big eye intellectual i was (laughs) i was just making it up as i went along but we were very much in our heads in fact when peter became so impaired from the first from paralysis, later all the these infections and diseases that went with being paralyzed. He was only in his head in his last few mm. weeks, only in his head. And yet there he was planning with, with joy in his voice, mm-hmm. the next set of conversations, which we had just added into our podcast protocol, You know, having a three-way conversation. He loved it. He loved it. Mm-hmm. But he was almost totally in his head. Sure. And, and so what that brought to mind for me is that it's got to be practice has got to be moved along far more than by uh, avarice or need for profit or, you know, all those things that people might create something a little bit more meaningful to themselves as a practice. But what can take it to a much higher level, which is where you are now, is that you can connect all aspects of your personality mm-hmm. in a particular endeavor.
1: Yes. And, you know, I, so I had Walker and I think it had gotten to a point, I started it 40 years ago and um, I think it had gotten to a point or I had gotten to a point where there were, it it, it felt, you know, you, you run into cycles running a business. And so there's the good times and there's the bad times. And and sometimes it feels very Sisyphean like, Oh my God, here we go again. <laughs> and so, um, and and as the repetition picks up and as you're getting, or as I was getting older, there was less and less energy for, okay, let's go again. And actually during one of those later phases, my, my husband pointed out to me um he said kate you seem to be doing a lot of paintings of women pushing rocks uphill.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, oh.
1: And I said, I cannot imagine where that is coming from. But it, <laughs> but it you're was, a
0: geologist. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: um, but it was a theme, and it was a it was a a, a theme that was weighing on my heart, uh, and painting was a way of working through it. But I realized that i was becoming less and less effective in the business because it it didn't have that tug of my heart um it was just doing the heavy lifting and and whether it's stubbornness or um you know puritan um upbringing or whatever but i i wasn't gonna just say i'm walking away um but I realized I needed to 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 get hope, help, and let go of of that piece. And as I'm and then I made a commitment to say no to every new endeavor for at least a year after i I um, um. left Walker to um, give myself time to sort of get get my head back on straight. and um and i think in that time i realized you know there's so many things out in the world that need our heads and our hearts that you cannot pick up something just out of that sense of obligation okay. it has to it has to carry you and it has to have energy that um that's going to feed you along the way otherwise you you you're going to fail Um, And that rock's going to roll back over you. So, so I think what you were saying in terms of we need to pick things that, that are, um, that we care about that, that give us energy, I think that is so important.
0: I think that was one of the huge lessons hard-won lessons of the shutdowns in the pandemic through the pandemic that and now we have something called the great resignation movement and all kinds mm-hmm. of things because so i think people of all age working age and maybe even younger is preparing for life um, life in and now made even more poignant by watching uh a whole nation of people um Mm-hmm. Suddenly, and unable to do what they love doing or even need to do to get through mm-hmm. a day. It's a, the dangers are so great. So in that context, it's even more more uh, poignant, I think, for people to say, okay, let's link let's link it all together. I've got a heart, a head, and I have a spirit. I have a spirit. And then I want to ask you this then, because I think i I'm put it in context. I once painted. By the mm-hmm. numbers. And mm-hmm. I was horrible at it. We had the paint by numbers kit and the and the watercolors and so forth. And I struggled to stay within the lines, paint the right colors. I even you had a touch, paint this red. And it was completely without, it's all in the head. It's like an engineer's dream. Paint by the numbers. <laughs> and so clearly it wasn't, I was very happy to get away from that. And there was not even an iota of heart or spirit in it. Yet, my sister, who was seven years younger, would take the same thing when she was very little and start painting with wonderful precision Mm -hmm. and enjoying the heck out of it. And later on, she took up calligraphy. And, you know, so she was finding ways uh, to to take you know a, a form of art expression and she was finding it completely her to the point that she was teased the heck out of me when i'd write christmas card notes to her and then she'd get on the phone and say okay now tell me what you wrote whereas i'd get i'd get hers and it looked like it came from the, you know, like the catholic church you know brought you know something they'd put out on uh, uh, with a frame you know and she hand wrote it so uh to you then it's not always about me i All the time, but it it is it is interesting about how the spirit works in painting. Uh, So when you start with that blank canvas, tell us a bit of the of what you become (laughs) as you're staring at the canvas and there's the brush and you got this great studio. How does it all get up there to the beautiful picture I see in the back? Folks, it's a winter scene. Uh, a rising or setting sun coming through the trees. Uh, I can look around even more. There's some great Connecticut landscapes. Almost everywhere you look, there's the kind of beauty that we enjoy every day. But that was a blank campus before. So how about that process?
1: Oh, um, I think the first thing when I see a scene that, that I'm going to paint, um, the first indication that it's a scene I'm going to paint is that it grabs my heart. Um, and then the and then the process begins in terms of trying to figure out what it is that grabbed my heart. You know, what is the is it is it the 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 sunlight on the on the snow. Um, and for a lot of paintings that I do there's a very much a, um, it is the 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 emotion that is important to me, and that's what I want to bring across through the um, through the through the painting. So it's a it's an allegory of of sorts, um, and so then and and that's where so that's where the heart comes in, and then the head has to get involved to say okay, how are you best going to portray that? And part of it is the composition of the painting. Part of it is the, the value structure, meaning light to dark and the, the allocation of, of, you know, is it a, is it a, a, a dark painting? Is it, is it um, light and airy? Is it, what's the, what's the combination of value shapes? And then uh, same with, with color. Uh, what what are the different color and color relationships uh, that you're going to use to bring that about? And so you do have to then, that's very much a head thing.
0: Oh, yeah, very much, yeah.
1: And then it comes back to the heart when you're on the canvas and you're just sort of responding to what's there in front of you. So it's a dance. Um, wow. And I think I, that is part of what I really love about it because it is, It is that combination that to me makes it successful is is knowing when to step away and think and knowing when to let go of that part of yourself and just let the muse take over.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, That's beautifully described. I think any artist uh, who would be listening right now would be nodding and nodding. Um, uh, When I mentioned that choice of a digital format for a platform for for peter in my book it was that i said it, it 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 lends itself to me going back at any point at any time as long as it's on the platform and i can i can change an image that will link to the to the, to the book or i can change even some of the text if i realize mm-hmm. that i didn't do you know proper service to peter's work i would look at an oil painting and as you're getting started, you have a paint over option, don't you? You do. You do. <laughs> it's not one and done. <laughs> I,
1: I can't tell you how many paintings, you know, I go back to and say, you know, this could use a little tweaking here and there. So, yeah. it is. but the other thing that I do love about it, as I said, I began the Uh, the visual journey with gardening with Steve and so we have beautiful gardens out we had we built our house in in 92 and we um, created a lot of beautiful gardens and um, Steve ended up becoming the editor of managing editor of fine gardening magazine Um, and he's a photographer and so we had um, some stunning scenes in the garden and I love the gardening part and I love the designing back to the hedge you know I get my piece of paper out and design okay this is going to be a circular garden and we're going to have blah 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 and Steve would come across me sitting in the house on the floor looking down at this nice beautiful design and he's like what are you doing? And I said, I'm <laughs> designing a new garden. And he'd look at me, he his brain works quite differently. And he'd say, Kate, the garden is 10 feet out that way <laughs> out that way. Why don't you go out and look at it? But I liked having this little abstraction. <laughs> yeah. And then and then we planted it according to my design. And it was just extraordinary for all of a season. And then the deer would come or a storm would come or some other obnoxious <laughs> something would come. And then the garden is back to not square one, but it's, you know, square 55. And you got to figure out, okay, what am I going to do? And it was about the second or, well, probably about the third or fourth season that I said, okay, the painting is pulling me more because I love having a finished piece. You put a frame on it. You put it on the wall, and no deer, no invasives are going to come. The only one who's <laughs> likely to take it off the wall and change it is is me if I want to later. But I like that sense of yeah finishing.
0: Well, I, I, I while I'm being all all noble about you know the book forever, I also know I'm not going to live forever. So there's some there's there's that uh, the, there is a a. a important feeling of putting a stop to it yeah. and framing it. And the, so the framing part, uh, it, it fits into the whole thing. For one thing, it says once it's framed, I can put it in other people's hands and yeah. make, make some money and use 50% for my the charities. Yeah. But what does it feel that moment when you say, OK, that's it. Not another brushstroke frame or else.
1: What's that feel like? Mm. Um, it's always a question. Um, you know, I, I, I work on a number of different paintings at once and usually by the end of the month, I'm, I'm thinking about, okay, what is almost done? And those I want to see if I can do some final tweaks and then feel comfortable calling it done. And there's certainly ones where it's like, yep, that's it. I know it. Um, and then there's others where it's like, I think that's it. And those may sit there for a month or a year or whatever to, to because I'm just not sure. And sometimes it's sort of like, well, I quit. I'm calling it done because done I can't figure out what I could do to make it better. And others it's really strange how, you know, a month or a year later, you might look at it and say, oh, bingo, this is what it
0: it. is. Got it, it's nailed it.
1: Final stroke and it's it's yours.
0: That's a beautiful, you're so introspective, it's scary, but I love it. And I think people are gonna learn a lot with this conversation. But here's another aspect of you maybe holding the paintings until you feel it's ready. And that is, people are gonna look at your work now with a critical eye and not that you're putting out the shows for judging you could but it's like okay now I've got to put it out in the public and now the first person to look at it may go "Eh, I don't know I don't know how do you feel about it you gotta you've got to take that kind of positive or negative feedback when you put the work out, but that's your baby they're looking at. Right.
1: <laughs> well, that's one of the beautiful things about being able to paint full-time because I have so many
0: babies. <laughs> <I> <laughs> you know, get a, a portrait or orc- a landscape orphanage in your studio. <laughs>
1: exactly. No, it used to be when when it was just a part-time thing and I was painting, you know, maybe I would finish one painting uh, a month or a quarter. Um, and boy, when I finished that painting, I was so in love with it and devoted to it um, that <laughs> I, I, what I couldn't figure out is how does anybody sell their paintings? Because yeah. I don't want, I can't let go of this. Yeah, Where now when I'm painting every day and I'm finishing, you know, eight or 10 paintings a month, it, it, it's, you don't get, Personally, as invested in them, and so it's easier to um, to to share them. And I, what's also I've learned is I'm more careful about not saying uh, I don't like this one. I'm I'm painting over it, or or mm-hmm. giving it away, or throwing it away, or whatever. Um, I realized that. I had that experience just a couple of months ago where somebody wanted to come to the studio and they wanted to see some paintings that they had seen in a show and they came to the studio. And so I was cleaning up and 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 putting away some paintings that I didn't think were as as. Good anymore, and so I put those in the other room. And this person walked in with a list of paintings that they wanted to look at, and and one of them was a painting that I had just removed um, and put somewhere else. And he said, "Um, "Okay, yep, I'm going to take that one." And he took another one, and 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 one of the ones that he took was this one that I I didn't think I, I didn't like as much anymore. And and it just goes to show you, there's you know, it's the, there. There's no accounting for taste. Is that the uh, expression? I think everybody's got their own experience, and what resonates for somebody at that particular time may not resonate for somebody else, and, and that goes for the artist as well. So yeah. you you got to you yeah. got yeah. um, to be aware of that. And so when somebody doesn't like it, well, that's that's their problem.
0: Well, <laughs> Kate, okay, I'm looking at that painting behind you and I see a little spot just under the sun there. It's like a holiday. It doesn't look like it's complete. It it doesn't really speak to me, you know. Couldn't you possibly fix that?
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, or it's that'll be a little extra. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you see, this is the cardinal kind of rule of business that you you lived and, and I thought about, which is everyone does have their own uh, sense of what they value and how they value it. And there are some people who won't value something until you take care of that little teeny Perfect. holiday up in the corner. Uh, and they're willing to pay extra. And the next person says, you know what I love about that? It's got some spots in there that looks like you didn't quite finish it by choice you're telling us that the world is not perfect and neither am i therefore you know you know this we all tell these stories about the product that we're going to receive the service that you used to provide at walker the things we did at reset when we would have the venture showcases and we'd have judges and lo and behold someone's business idea and product which You know, maybe I thought was I I marked it number one, you know, ends up number 12. And I'm going, what? What's going on now? What we coach those business owners was, yeah, that's some people going to see you're not even close. The next person through the door might write you a check for a million bucks because they think (laughs) you've got a tremendous future with that. Exactly. So you really kind of hold yourself steady and sort of moving toward the minutes we have left. You really kind of have to hold... Hold yourself steady like a keel in your own life. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yes. And recognizing I just was reading a, a, a essay from a guy who had just won some prestigious award. And he said, the irony is I submitted the same painting um, to to the same thing. A couple of years ago, and I didn't even get accepted. Never mind, win an award. So it's you know you, that that kind of thing helps you realize it's it's all up. It's not love. a crap
0: it's crapshoot maybe, but maybe that's yeah. the word you were looking for. But uh, yeah, but it's a good one, and and. Yeah. and- because here's what makes it different if you were desperate to make the money that particular painting behind you was going to make because it's going to put you know bread on your table like many of the great artists of the past you would be happy to take any kind of money you know Definitely. for a loaf of bread but you have another whole aspiration for your paintings which is that the purchase of your paintings provides 50 percent of what you can do for others in their lives and so yeah, $50 or $500, 50% of that's going to be an expression of your values. Yes. Your business values as well as your personal values. It's a wonderful mm-hmm. blend, Kate. It really is.
1: Mm-hmm. I, uh,
0: I'd i like to go on for an hour, but uh, one thing I can tell you once we're off camera is about, because Kate's asked, about what about podcasting? What's it like? is that you really got to be careful not to go much beyond 30 minutes because there's hardly anyone, even people who love me won't listen for much <laughs> more than 30 minutes. <laughs> and in the world these days, in the writing side of things, if you can't, you know, put it down to 170 characters or whatever the tweet level is, it, you know, people haven't got the attention for it. So you've got to be real careful to put something of, of real substance, but leave them with a with a little bit of curiosity about what else they could learn. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you folks that we have so much to learn in every way from Kate Emery, from her painting, from her charity, from her business acumen, uh, for all of the ways that she is being a leader, not just called a leader well past the years when the title made it easy for people to know. So Kate, congratulations on your art. And I'm looking for the next show i'm finally going to find some money and buy maybe not that one behind you kate That you know
1: (laughs) (laughs) thank you thanks a lot thank you and if anybody is interested and they want to see um see some of my work online kateamory.com is where you'll find it and have people out to the studio as well
0: right here in connecticut but anyone in the world can buy from kate because it's you can buy through the uh internet so Absolutely.
1: Thanks again. All right. Thank you, Dave.
0: If you'd like to hear more, listen in on Spotify, Automatic, and Apple Podcasts, or go to podcast podcasts page. And if you'd like to learn more about social action and the nature of practice, head over to connectionresearch.com for more information. Thank you for supporting this show. We look forward to hearing from you soon.